BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This episode of With Wit is brought to you by the House of Chanel. Chanel introduces a new generation of sustainably developed skincare infused with a high concentration of ingredients and derived from the uniquely revitalizing winter-blooming red camellia flower. Packaged with lightweight glass, organic ink, and other bio-based materials, Numero 1 de Chanel forges an unprecedented path of skincare innovation. Numero 1 de Chanel, beauty ahead of time. To learn more about the line, visit chanel.com. Hey guys, I'm Whitney Port and this is With Wit. A lot of you may know me from reality TV, and the reality is a lot's happened since the hills. With Wit is dedicated to having real, raw, and occasionally ridiculous conversations with the people who have had a profound impact on me. Life-changing moments, life-changing people. Because on With Wit, very little is off limits. Okay, hello everybody. Welcome to With Wit. We are going to do things a little bit differently today. I thought that I would just do a little check-in before we got straight into our episode. Maybe it will help you do a little check-in with yourself, reflect on the week, think of some good stuff, think of some bad stuff, try not to harp on the bad stuff, be grateful for the good stuff, you know. So let's start with maybe some highs and lows from the week. I guess I would say probably having a positive COVID test was a little startling for me. I was at the point where I was feeling like it was inevitable if I was living at all outside of my house, like it was going to happen. And I wasn't scared of it for myself. I felt like with the research that I would be likely okay. But after two years of just like trying to not get this thing, then once you get it, I was just like a little bit taken back. So that was maybe a little bit of a low. And then just the subsequent symptoms of it, like losing my taste. Other than that, I would say, and I hate to say it, but this time at home in the quarantine that we've had to do because of it has actually been really quite nice. That just sparked a memory of a not so nice memory, which was a fight that Timmy and I got into, I guess, which would qualify as a low at the beginning of our quarantine situation. But the fight I feel like then really put things into perspective and like we got it out of our system. And I think after that, we're just trying to like really be patient with each other and enjoy this time as much as we could because there was nothing else we could do. Not going to get into the whole thing was really silly, was one of those things that didn't need to become bigger than it was, but because we got into it right in the moment and didn't let time 
pass and like give each other a little breather to get their thoughts and emotions in order because we just went straight into it. Our emotions were high and it got blown out of proportion and Sunny was in the house and you know how that can go. And it felt like there was just like nowhere to go, but we got through it. And those moments are also just inevitable. But My goal for this week is to get my body moving a little bit more. Now that I'm starting to feel better, just really get my body moving, stay organized, stay on task when I'm looking at my to-do list to just look at one thing at a time. So with that, here is a little bit about my guest that I'm about to Zoom with, Kimberly Snyder. Kimberly is a spiritual guide and meditation teacher, nutritionist, and holistic wellness expert, and the three-time New York Times bestselling author of five previous books, including Radical Beauty, which she co-authored with Deepak Chopra. Her highly anticipated new book, You Are More Than You Think You Are, Practical Enlightenment for Every Day, is available now. She hosts the top-rated Feel Good podcast, which airs on the Podcast One Network. She is the founder of Soluna, a holistic lifestyle brand that offers wellness products, digital courses, practical enlightenment meditation, and the Saluna Circle. So excited to talk to her about her new book along with everything wellness. Here is Kimberly. I'm so happy this worked out. Thank you for Me supporting too. the book. The oh my gosh. I'm so excited to connect with you. And I didn't even know you were coming from Good Morning America this morning. What were you talking about on Good Morning America? So it was all about the new book. It was about connecting to your true self and how we get centered in the morning and how we create a, a really effective morning routine, which includes the glowing green smoothie and meditation and just how you set yourself up for the day, the way to get the best results in terms of how we feel, how we look, is to keep things really simple. And it really is this, it's our practices that we do over and over again that make a really big difference. It's not jumping from one thing to the other. So in the morning, if you just, you know, know what to do, and then you just get into this pattern with hot water with lemon, SBO probiotics, GGS meditation, which is really what I teach in my morning uh, routine. You don't have to think about it. You just drop into your day and then it sets the tone for your energy, you know, for the rest of the day. So, okay. So it, is your morning the same every morning and does it involve those three things in the same order every single morning at the same time? <laughs> so I, I am a mama too. I know you have an adorable little one. Yeah. So it shifts, it shifts with their sleep schedule, right? So my baby is up at different hours now. My five-year-old is a little bit more stable. So I would say the hours are a little bit different, but it's the same general flow, which is first thing in your body, you want that hot water with lemon, which is in in Ayurveda, we say this, this heat helps to bring you present with your body. And it's really great for digestion. And it incorporates a lot of vitamin C. Lemon also has enzymes that support your liver tissue. So you want to get that in your body first. So whether it's five in the morning or sometimes if I'm lucky, 6.15 in the morning, I have that first. (laughs) And then I also drink a lot of, or at least a glass of room temperature water. I think we Uh tend to wake up a little bit dehydrated. And then I have the SBO probiotics while I'm doing that. What are those? So SBO stands for soil-based organisms. And this is the form of probiotics that our ancestors used to eat because they used how they used to get their healthy bacteria from unwashed fruits and veggies. 
because they didn't have running water. So they would eat a little bit of soil every day. And the soil has this mix of bacterium, which is hearty. It can get through your stomach acid. It doesn't need to be refrigerated. And so every day our microbiome can get wiped out from stress, sugar, you know, not eating perfectly, not having enough sleep, all these different factors. So right. if there's one supplement, I'm not a big supplement person. Uh-huh. There's one you're going to take. It's the SBO probiotics because they're so effective and they help everything from your energy, your digestion, your skin. And then for me, the most important part of the morning routine is meditation, effective meditation, uh-huh. whether it's, you know, just starting out five or seven minutes, but uh-huh. this is the part where we tune our energy inside. And this is a right. big missing component to why a lot of people struggle in their energy or they struggle to feel happy during the day or uh-huh. peaceful. They feel very reactive because yes. we tend to over-identify with our ego, right? Which is this outer part of us, our, what we sense with our five senses. So the eyes looking out, right? And our hands and uh, smelling and tasting. And when we do that, that's just a, a small part of, of who we are. That's when we tend to feel like we're not enough. We feel a lot of fear. We feel competitive. We feel confused. So what we want to do is we want to tune into what's called the true self, which is really the subject of my new book. You are more than you yeah. think you are. And this is the, the part of us, the stable, calm part of us. We could say this is the authentic part of us away from the fear and all the mind chatter. And so this is this resource that we all have inside of us, but it's usually dormant because we over-identify with the outside. But what I found in my work, you know, over 10 years now working with celebrities, all different kinds of people, is that we always get the best results when we take this holistic approach, right? So it's what you're eating, what, how you're taking care of your body, but also how you're taking care of your mental health, your emotional well-being, your spiritual connection, which right. is what I define as more awareness. So when you do that and you tune inward in the morning, then you go into your day with just more awareness, more intuition. You can intuit when you're really hungry and when you're not, what your body needs versus being more susceptible to food cravings. You're coming right. from this deeper, more anchored place And so you have more access to creative ideas and solutions and your energy and your vitality start to skyrocket. So these practices that you can do throughout the day, which don't take up your whole day, but a few minutes, like I said, meditating in the morning. And then some of the practices that I teach in this new book through the day really Uh shift your whole life, right? Yeah. Your energy, everything. So, okay. So for meditation, I, I meditate every day too, but sometimes I can't get to it in the morning. Mm-hmm. I, I love hearing that it is that you find that it's most important to do it in the morning just to set yourself up for the day and to kind of have that like space of calm to go back to when you're feeling like a little bit uneasy or reactive or whatever it is throughout the day to have that like sense of grounding stay with you. But we should still do it. If we can't do it in the morning, we should still get to it at some point, right? Like it's important to do even if you forget it in the morning. Because I do feel like I, I agree. I think a morning routine is really important. And I really, really tried to like to have one, but with a kid, you just never know what the morning is going to be. Right. So it's really hard. Like if you expect it to happen every morning and then you can't do it. Like, I feel like then you're hard on yourself, you judge yourself and you set yourself up for more disappointment. The way that we grow in this connection to the true self, right? So 
this is really the goal. You know, I could go on and on about this, but when we do this, we have everything opens up your body, your vitality. You don't age as quickly. You just are more clear and focused and peaceful. You enjoy life more. And so it's, there's two parts of this. And this is what I, what I teach, what I share in this book, there's wisdom. And then there's the experiential knowing. So the wisdom is you just have access to these teachings, right? These ancient teachings that have been around for thousands of years. They come from India, the Vedic teachings, the oldest texts in the world, really going deep into yogic science. Yoga is really about union. It's about connecting to this inner power. It's not effective meditation. Isn't just about relaxing, right? Right. It's really right. About going in. So, so you learn the teachings and it really just changes your whole perspective. I didn't know that we had this ego and this true self part. Right. So yeah. when I learned that, oh, this is who I really am. It, it, I found it so much easier to love myself, to forgive myself, yeah. to yeah. flow in life. And the second part is the experience, the experiential practices. So like I said, if you can meditate in the morning, it's great. And over time you can, you know, perhaps shift your schedule as your kids get older, whatever it is to be more consistent. Right, right, right. But there are so many ways, love, to bring yourself back to center throughout the day. So there's a couple of practices that I can share here that you can do in literally under 10 seconds. Yeah. So the subtitle of the book is Practical Enlightenment for Everyday Life. When we're talking about enlightenment, we're talking about more freedom, right? So getting out of our little patterns, the fear that keeps us small and limited, the ways that we react, right? So it's it's about expansion. So what that means is we continuously check in and we recenter ourselves. So the first practice, let's say you don't have time to meditate, you're up, mm-hmm. your baby's up, whatever. Mm-hmm. First thing we do though, is you, you drop fully into your body. You feel the bottoms of your feet. Where am I right here, right now? Where is my body? So first you get centered there and then you place one hand on your heart, one hand on your belly and you check in. So just by tuning the energy inside, you can feel what's going on with my heart rate right now. Is it a little bit elevated? Mm-hmm. Is it, you know, has it sped up? So you just start to listen to it. And just by, again, tuning in, it will start to regulate itself. And then the hand on your belly, what you're looking for is, is my belly rising with the breath? That means you're taking nice full breaths. Right. You're getting all the <laughs> oxygen in. Circulation is going great. If you're not feeling your belly rising, well, then consciously take some deep breaths. Right. So we do yeah. this, Whitney, in 10 seconds. And what does this do? This tunes you in automatically. Ah, oh, my breath is flowing. Now you're going to be, again, more in tune with your body. Am yeah. I, you, wouldn't, you would be amazed how many people don't know when they're really hungry. How many people say to me, Kimberly, I don't know what my body needs. I, I don't know what to do. I don't know if this relationship is toxic. I don't know if I should do this in my work. People are so disconnected. So we drop into the body first, right? Out of the stories, out of the narratives, out of the mind chatter. And when you start the day from this more present place, even if you didn't get the full meditation in, at least you can come into this more centered place inside of you, right? So these little practices, these little tweaks, it is up to us to keep monitoring our own energy. We have to be the stewards of our energy because really we transform our lives from the inside out. And everything you're seeing in your life right now, is what yoga would call gross, dense form. It means that it is. it started with energy, which is really the raw material. It's the building blocks for everything. And then from that energy come your thoughts, which are formed constructs. And from there, then it starts to perpetuate and grow and grow and expand until finally it becomes dense form. So what does it mean? It means whatever you're looking for in your life, love, soulmate, more abundance, peace, 
more enjoyment, we have to start with monitoring and shifting our energy from the inside. So can I share another quick practice with you, love? Please, please. I, I, I love this so much. Like I'm fully doing it yes. as you're talking. I put my hand on my heart and my belly just because it is so true. I feel like so much of us have are not only so disconnected, but we also have decision fatigue where we feel yes. like we're, we're just constantly having to make decisions. And then you just start to get numb to things and you don't know yes. what you really believe in or what you really want to be doing. And it's so important that this little exercise that you did, because I constantly am trying to like figure out how to find how I really feel. And I'm like, it will just come to me. It will eventually come to me. Like, let me just sleep on it. It will come. And then, but, but it's not really directed. Like, I feel like I'm just floating in the space of unknowing and not mm-hmm. really a hundred percent sure how to get answers to things. So let me share with you another practice, right? So we talked a little bit about true self and ego, and this is such a game changer. This is so important to understand. So let me go into that for one more moment. And then the practice, so the ego is this, this outer part of us, right? It's what Wayne Dyer calls the less than 2% of who we are. So it's like the surface mm-hmm. of stuff, right? It's like just looking out, sensing things, what we look like, what we're doing out here. And if we over-identify with this, which is really just the external world, this is where, as you said, Whitney, decision fatigue sets in confusion. I mean, there's so much information coming at us, right? From the external world, the media, social media, we can get very thrown off and very, very confused. But what we need to do is we need to understand. And again, this is where fear lives. This is where overwhelm lives. This is where I don't feel good enough lives. This is where competition lives. What we want to do is connect more and more with this true self inside of us. We are all unique. So quantum physics will call it this, you know, unique gravitational field or genetic blueprint. In spiritual terms, we can say it's your soul or spirit individualized inside of you. Again, it's this really expansive part of you and you want to live and act and make decisions more from this place because you will get the best results. Because when you tap into this, this is when you are your most creative. This is where your best stuff is going to be pulled from. This is where your confidence expands. This is where your vitality is going to expand. So moment to moment, you say, oh, that sounds good. But I don't, like you said, I don't really know if I'm in my ego or my true self. I, don't, yeah. I just don't know, right? So this is what we do. Same thing, same principle as the, as the earlier practice where where you go is not to your mind because the mind what the Zen Buddhists call the monkey mind. It's always running. It's always kind of going in different directions. The voice of the ego will tell you, you know, fearful thoughts like, oh, you know, shit, you you really, you know, you sounded really stupid there. (laughs) Yeah. Or like, if you do this, then this person's going to think this of you. That's right. So, so who you are is this, you know, is this expansive, incredible being. So the way that the universe is always expanding, the way that light is always expanding, that is your true nature. So let's say in any given moment, you ask yourself this question. Let's say you're about to send an email or you're you know, with a friend or you're about to do a show or I don't yeah. know, a podcast, whatever you're doing, right? You tune in and you don't go to your head. So where do you go? You go into your body. And specifically, where do you go in your body? You go into your heart. So this is your, in Sanskrit, we can say the Anahata Chakra. This is our um, energy center right here. There is mm-hmm. also an incredible organization called the Heart Math Institute, which does a lot of research on the heart radiance and the energy and the frequency of the heart. So this is measured by science. It's like 60 times more powerful than the brain emanation. So we wow. have a lot of power 
um, it's a powerful tool. The more we start to discern and create awareness about what our heart is telling us literally. So you go into your heart, mm-hmm. drop in. You can even close your eyes for a moment if you want to ask yourself the mm-hmm. question, very simple. Am I in true self right now or am I in ego? And what you'll feel is if you are in true self or something closer to that, you'll feel this openness. You'll feel receptive. You'll feel relaxed. You'll feel loose. You'll feel expansive. You'll feel blissful. Mm-hmm. You'll feel chilled out, right? If you are in ego, you will feel some sort of tightness, constriction around yeah. your heart or even your- That's what I just felt. Okay, upper yeah. belly. So what does that mean? That emulates the energy of the ego. So all it means is right now, oh, I'm just identifying my energy is in this in this other place, right? So what this means is it's not, we don't want to use the words bad or good, but we can use more expansive and more limited. So if you're an ego- we don't want to send that email. You know, you don't want to go and do that sales pitch or you know, whatever it is in that moment until we pause and we recenter. So I'm going to help you recenter in just a moment with you. Next practice. I'll yeah, be- but I'll tell you why. I know yeah, I need help, but I'll tell you why I feel yes, that way. <laughs> Whenever I'm, you know, on where I have to perform, like whether I'm recording a podcast, interviewing someone or doing a solo episode, I don't really fully feel myself. Mm. Like I feel this perform. I feel like this yes. kind of perform- Performative nature, yes, yes, and yes. I'm just concerned about what I'm going to ask next, or if this conversation is going to be impactful, or I'm looking at the clock to make sure I'm not disrespecting anyone's time. So, like those kinds of distractions, are those part of the ego, or am I kind of confusing the the thought? So I'll tell you, love, and I, I've worked with a lot of um, actors. I've worked with a lot of entertainers. Yeah, and I will say that someone in your position is there's so much seenness, uh-huh. right? People are always seeing you. They're seeing you on the screen. They're yep. seeing you here and there. So, you know, you are very aware of this, you know, the, the shell of how you, you look like to other and, people. Yes. I have this like ingrained thing in me where I'm constantly thinking about just what, what do I look like from the outside? Yes. Or like, what are people going to think about my opinion of something or how are people going to react to me? And so that makes me really, it makes me really confused and it makes it hard to connect back into what, who I really am and what I really want to be doing. Yes. So under, so, so I imagine that creates a lot of anxiety, right? So All the ways that comes out, like for you, it's like, how am I seen by others? For me, I am a recovering perfectionist and I put a lot of my worth and identity in grades and achievements and always being number one in my class. And that created a lot of anxiety, right? So all of it is this stress because we're trying to uphold this identity of how people see us and what they think of us, right? It's all externally based. So that does create quite a bit of, like you said, confusion and anxiety because that's not really who we are. And so we can learn to go underneath that and access more of this true self energy and this part of us. And what happens is you'll start to notice there's less of that mind chatter, always questioning, well, you know, do I do this? What did that person think? That was my experience when I started really going into this and doing these practices was I just started to notice a lot more peace in my moment to moment experience. So I can say, love, it is possible to turn that down. Can I share this other practice with you right now? Yeah, please. Okay, love. So this is, this is what the world that we live in always is out here, right? It's like 
social media, images, noise, text, alerts, everything is pulling us outside of ourselves. But when we start to create an experience of feeling real, true stillness, right? This is where we start to drop into our true self. And it's from that point of stillness that it starts to expand in our lives. And what you'll see, Whitney, is that moment, more moments come where you're not thinking about what you look like or worrying what other people think of you. And then it starts to grow more and more and more. And then so does the peace and the joy and the creativity and the fulfillment in your life, right? So let's do this little exercise, which again is only about 20 seconds, but I want to give you an experience of true peace or true stillness. Very simple, yes. Okay. What the ancient, what the yogis teach us and what my new book, You Are More Than You Think You Are, is about is, you know, again, these teachings, which are so powerful and potent for modern life. And so Paramahansa Yogananda is the great yoga guru who brought yoga to the West. And what he teaches us is that when we're trying to find stillness, where it exists in your life right here, right now, even though we don't tune into it, but we're going to tune into it right now. This is the little micro pauses between your inhales and your exhales. Okay. So I'm going to do the counts, Whitney. We're going to inhale and exhale for four, and then we're going to just pause there. Okay. It's real okay. simple. So anybody listening to this, if you want to do it with us, close your eyes unless yeah. you're driving. Okay. Just sit, sit, settle in right wherever you are. Okay. So take a nice uh, big exhale out through your mouth first. Let's just empty out. Let your shoulders drop. And now start breathing in and out through your nose. Okay. Now next inhale, we're going to breathe in for four. I'm going to do the count. So inhale. Two. Three. Four. And pause at the top. Just keeping the breath in nice and calm. And then exhale for four, two, three, four. And pause empty at the bottom, nice and calm. And again, inhale, two, three, four. Pause full at the top. And then exhale, two, Three, four, pause empty at the bottom, nice and calm. Then you can inhale. And then just go back to your normal breathing. So this was like a little sampling. Yeah, I feel so relaxed. You, you notice <laughs> just by really tuning in. Wow, mm -hmm. there it is possible to feel still. It is possible to find what we can call the zero point field of pure beingness. So a couple mm -hmm. moments ago, Whitney, what you said to me was, I'm, I'm a reality star, yeah. but that, but that actually isn't who you are, right? No, that it's do. not. That's also true. Who you yeah. are. And I'm getting goosebumps right now, tuning into your energy. You are this beautiful, alive, breathing, unique creation of spirit. You are here just, you know, living, showing up in the world. So there's this, this chapter in the book is called, you are confidence. And I talk about surface confidence and true confidence. And if you look around, most all of us are chasing after true confidence because we want to feel good yeah. about ourselves, right? Of course. Um, we're chasing after false confidence. So the surface false confidence is based on everything that we can measure and everything that we can see out here, right? So any right. achievements or look how many people liked my post or look at how many people like my 
you know, reality show or, hey, right. look at how much money I have in the bank or, you know, whatever it is, it's out. Here. Right, right. And, right, and all that right. stuff is moving and shifting. It is not, there's an impermanent nature to it, right? So if we're attaching, we're trying to attach our confidence, our worth, our sense of feeling good about ourselves to any of that, man, right. we are going to suffer. Like you said, we're going to feel like we're on this treadmill and we're constantly running and we're always losing, right? Because right. when right. something goes well, we feel you know good uh, momentarily, but then we go into that struggle again. So how are we supposed to feel confident? What is true confidence? What does it mean? So there's this line, I write this in the book and I love this you know, ancient story where Moses, which is the name of my second son, Moses yeah. asked the almighty, he said, you know, what is this? Who are you? And it was this simple one-line response. I am that I am, right? I am mm -hmm. that I am. And I get goosebumps again. What does that mean? Yeah. I am me. I remember when I was younger, not really wanting to get older. And, and then as I've grown up and matured and started learning more and learning all about this, I feel mm -hmm. like I'm becoming more and more myself and more and more confident just because like with wisdom and with experience mm. come oh. these kinds of lessons, you know, like I feel like I lived so much of my twenties and my early thirties kind of just like going through the motions, trying to create this life. And then now I've kind of like created it, but it's like the work doesn't stop. Like you have to reflect on all of that as our goals continue to change. Like we don't want our expectations of ourselves just to constantly be changing be because happy. then we'll never be able to reach those expectations we once set. So right. for you, like someone <laughs> whose life is, you know, revolves around the teaching of wellness, but your career is so much about getting your face out there, getting your message out there, like devoting your life to your family, balancing everything. Like, how do you find that balance between those things? Like, I do constantly feel that push and pull between like living in society versus just living based on what I want to be doing and like what feels truest to me. The more we connect to our true self, again, which just comes from that, the practice, it comes from showing up every day, even if it's just five minutes for like, we were doing those little 90, the 10 second, 90 second practices. Right. We, we go, we drop deeper into ourselves and our intuition. And from that deep place of connection, what we start to create in our lives is number one, we start to live our passion. It starts to become very clear to us where we want to put energy and where we don't. As we stay connected to our passions, you know, sometimes your things shift about what you're focusing on, but you always get more energy and more clarity when you're really coming from your heart, right? And you're putting your energy into something that feels good to you. Number two, healthy boundaries. What does that mean? When I am clear about what, you know, this deep form of nourishment, there's less of this running around, this frantic, I have to say yes to everything. It's really essential as you go forward as a mom, as an entrepreneur, with everything that you have going on, that you get really clear about boundaries so you can do your practices. Because the funny thing, the ego will tell you a very warped story about time. My whole relationship to time has drastically changed since I started connecting to the true self. So I'll say I have two young babies. One is five, one is 18 months. I have my business, my feel good podcast. I'm doing books, but you know what, Whitney, my life is full, but it doesn't feel chaotic. It feels like I'm in tune with my energy. I do like that feeling full without chaotic. Cause that's how I feel right now. I feel full 
but I feel because it's not chaotic, like I should be doing more. And that's where I need to really take a look at that and be like, no, that's not what that means. So the ego is the pushy part of you that's saying, hurry Mm -hmm. along, do more, right? Mm -hmm. Doing, doing, doing. Mm -hmm. But remember that everything that you're seeing outside in true success and creating all your best stuff comes, like we said before, from this building block, this raw material of energy. So when you are in full presence, when you are showing up in the fullness of Whitney, everything will be of a higher quality. Everything will work out more better than this hurrying. It's not true. You don't have to rush to this very linear sort of masculine approach. It's true. It's true. So instead of balance, let's replace it with the word flow, right? Mm -hmm. So what it means is Mm -hmm. flow is my energy flows to where I am in this moment, whether you're with your child or you're doing a podcast, I'm showing up. I'm here. I'm right, fully right. in my creative, intelligent wisdom, just showing up. And then the next thing happens and I flow there. And you know yeah, what? Yeah. That drops you out of the mind chatter. That's saying, Whitney, I'm not doing enough today. Whitney, got to hurry up because you got to squeeze this in or whatever it is. The deeper we drop into this sense of presence, we will create more effectiveness and more quality and less yeah. rushing. And again, I'll say this again, your whole life will really start to change. So you check back in. Am I in true self? True self wants you to slow down, take a deep breath. It's not about more, more, more doing. It's more being. More yeah. being. And, that, and that's what I have to really be okay with too, because I've always been that kind of a person that's been okay. Just being like, I'm the middle child of five kids and I've always been pretty easygoing and just entertaining myself and whatever. And so sometimes I feel like I because I feel okay just being, I feel like guilty about that. And then I push myself to do stuff that I'm not passionate about doing, or I say yes to too many things. And then, like I was saying, it's all just performative. It's all just for everybody else out there to be like, oh my God, she's doing so much. Like she's so busy. She's doing so much. But I think that what I was noticing, especially at the end of last year, was that I was doing all these things, but I wasn't necessarily doing them well, right. I mean, I'm excited to see because there's a podcast episode that goes out this week that I actually did a lot more like preparation for. And I spent a lot more time on it because I had more time. I was coming off like a holiday break and I was some things that were on. I don't know. I just feel like I haven't been as busy right now. And I don't know whether that's me putting that out into the universe or I don't know what it is. I just feel like maybe I'm just reprioritizing Mm -hmm. things. And I'm just interested to see what people think of the episode today and and if they notice and feel that difference. I want to be slower. I want to be more thoughtful. Mm -hmm. I want to have a strategy. I want to spend more time on things so that like I said, the few things that I can do, like I can do really, really well and not just do a bunch of things like average. Cause I just feel like that doesn't really bring us the quality. Mm-mm. I don't know for yeah. me, like that's, it's just not, I, I won't be happy doing it like that. Like I'll feel like I'm constantly disappointing myself or the people around me. Kimberly, I could seriously talk to you forever. You are such a light. Everybody, please check out her new book. You are more than you think you are practical enlightenment for everyday life is available now. Kimberly, where can we get the book and just learn more about you and everything you're up to? 
Oh, thank you, love. So the book is available everywhere books are sold, you know, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Target, so on and so forth. And all the information on me, you could check out at mysaluna.com with two L's, S-O-L-L-U-N-A.com. So uh, we have uh, wellness products like supplements, courses, meditations, feel good podcast, and more. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. We'll be in touch for sure. Okay. I'm going to stay in touch with you. Thank you so much, my love. I look forward to it. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you loved this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. I'd love to hear what you think and anything more or even less you'd want to hear about. Tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. If you want to know more about what I'm up to, you can find me on Instagram at Whitney E. Port, my website, WhitneyPort.com, and my YouTube channel, Whitney Port. Peace in the streets.